Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Friday, November 12th. Today on the show, we've got a huge weekend of sports across the state of Tennessee. I've got your best bets for Week 10 in college football, although I'm not really sure why. We will talk with Josh Ward of WNML to talk Tennessee-Georgia on Saturday, but we begin with Jonathan Hutton of OutKick360 to preview the Titans and Saints game on Sunday. Please remember the name, the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. If you are thinking about making a massive decision financially about your house, just talk to the folks over at the Kingston Group. Even if you don't use them, I guarantee you will learn something and you'll be better off. That's BuildKG.com, the Kingston Group. Just remember the name, the Kingston Group. The Titans welcome the Saints to Nissan Stadium at noon this weekend, having won five straight games during the most difficult stretch of the season and now without Derrick Henry for the second straight weekend. However, the Saints are also without a key piece in their backfield. Starting quarterback Jameis Winston is out. Frankly, these are two extremely well-coached teams with highly tuned cultures that will allow for the next-man-up mantra to work. Both teams have fantastic defensive lines who want to stop the run and take pride in getting after the quarterback. Both backfields are missing a critical piece. The Saints have a small, maybe overall talent edge while the Titans have their starting quarterback and are at home, and that is why Tennessee is a slight two-and-a-half-point favorite. So, it should be a fantastically physical and unpredictable game, as the total is just 44. With that in mind, let's bring in Jonathan Hutton of OutKick360 to give us a preview of the Saints-Titans matchup. I mean, this is one of those games where you second-guess what the Titans have been doing in recent weeks and go against uh, everybody, right? I mean, look, the, the Saints are good at – they're good at coming back from being down on the scoreboard and defensively they are really sound. It can get after the quarterback with four as well. It, their defense leads the way you're not able to run the football on them. They take pride in that. And it, when you're, when they make you one dimensional, that's whenever they start getting turnovers. They have one of the best head coaches in football and Sean Payton and offensive minds. And they have Alvin Kamara who we know is a lightning bolt on offense to keep them in games. They want to play a certain style and run a certain way because that's how they have to do it with either Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill now. And honestly, they were doing that with Jameis Winston, too. They didn't want him pushing the ball down the field. Um, it's a very specific game plan for, for, for New Orleans on offense. I, I trust the Titans' defense now, though. I think they're, they have players that show up week in and week out that you don't have to wonder whether or not they're going to perform well. And on offense, look, uh, the, the two playmakers on the outside in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, you know you can count on. They need, they need a couple of other pieces to step up. The offense in L.A. was not good. No. It's the lowest amount of yards. I know it's about points. It's the lowest amount of yards that an offense has had in the NFL this year and actually won a game. That, that, they can't do that again against New Orleans because New Orleans is going to grind it out a bit more than what L.A. was trying to do. Sounds like take the under. That's um, <laughs> what it sounds like he's telling us there. Special thanks, as usual, to Jonathan Hutton for joining us the last couple of days on the show. Of course, you can hear him on OutKick360. Josh Ward, welcome to the show. Of course, WNML in Knoxville. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. Before we get to the Georgia game, and does Tennessee even have a chance at all against the Bulldogs to cover the spread, uh, let me ask you about what Knoxville has been like after the big win over Kentucky. How cathartic was that for Big Orange Nation? Fans are excited, and they should be, because that was an exciting game. Going into the season, one thing I heard a lot was, I just want to enjoy the games. But I also knew 
fans wanted to enjoy watching the games while watching their team win. And Tennessee did that on Saturday. If Kentucky scores in that final drive, the mood would not have been as good on Monday. But Tennessee got a stop somehow in the end and won the game. And Tennessee appears to be on its way to seven and five. And that is better than a lot of fans expected. That is as much as almost all fans realistically expected this season. So they're happy. Quarterback play is good. They haven't had that in a while. And uh, now I think fans from a more realistic angle are saying, okay, let's see what our offense can do against Georgia. Not let's go beat Georgia. There's some of that, I guess, but more of it is, Hey, let's try to build on what we've done. Let's look long-term and continue building as a program. And let's take our shot at Georgia this week. Where are those shots available for Tennessee? We know what they want to do on offense. We know what Georgia wants to do on offense. You mentioned this last week, your concern about, the ability of the other quarterback to make plays with his legs. Stetson Bennett's one of the only things he does better than JT Daniels is run around. Where are the, 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 the pieces and the spots where Tennessee can find success? Well, they better take those, sh- those shots quickly because pressure's coming. And Kentucky was able to get to Hinden Hooker this past week. Georgia will have an easier time at trying to do that probably. So I would say what Tennessee is thinking, let's see if we can get the ball to Javante Payton. First quarter, watch for Javante Payton because that's when he scores his touchdowns. But No joke, his speed, Bayless Jones' speed, it is legitimate. And they're going to try to take some shots like they did against Alabama. They did against Kentucky and were able to have success. This offense is already built to try to score quickly. And with the offensive line issues that still exist, not at all five spots, but enough spots, they're not realistically going to be able to carve out six to eight to ten play drives against this Georgia defense. I think running the ball is going to be nearly impossible against Georgia. So some quick hitters. Now, Can you hit five shots to score touchdowns against this defense? I am very skeptical. Can you hit two or three to make the game more respectable, uh, at least in the the middle part of it? That could happen. Now, if Georgia comes out and and it scores a couple of times early and Tennessee's offense struggles to do so, then it could get really ugly. But maybe Tennessee can make the game more competitive, at least through the first couple of quarters, because of its ability to hit explosive plays. Is there a reaction at all from Tennessee fans as to what's happening with Dan Mullen, considering he was basically a, a day away from being the head coach at Tennessee and people, many people, myself included, thought it would have been a, a home run hire? I'm not sure right now. I think a lot of Tennessee fans are just enjoying problems happening with the Florida Gators, but <laughs> you're right. Dan Mullen could have been the Tennessee coach. And up until this season, a lot of Tennessee fans have said what could have been with Dan Mullen as the head coach. And, and definitely Dan Mullen would have been much better than Jeremy Pruitt. I don't think I need to explain why. But what would he have been long-term at Tennessee? I don't know, because look at Florida. Recruiting's not good enough at Florida, and that's what you ultimately need to have. Kirby Smart told us so right after the Florida game a couple of weeks ago. And long-term, that has been my reminder to Tennessee fans with Josh Heupel and this staff that recruiting is going to have to improve. The 2022 class is not going to be where anybody uh, will have wanted it to be. That includes Tennessee staff. So let's see what happens in 23 and 24, because ultimately how much success Tennessee will be able to have will be determined by the amount of talent on the field. That's not the conversation right now, but it will be in a couple of years. Josh Ward, WNML in Knoxville at Josh underscore Ward. Always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Thank you.
Around the world of sports in Nashville and in Tennessee, we've got a monstrous weekend of action across all different types of sports. In the SEC, of course, we've already talked a little bit about the Georgia and Tennessee matchup. Mississippi State at Auburn at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's intriguing there. Of course, the big one, 6 p.m. Central Time, Texas A&M at Old Mississippi. You've got Kentucky in town against Vanderbilt at 6 o'clock. Arkansas at LSU at 6.30. And I'll give you all of my picks against the spread for college football coming up in just a minute. The Preds, fresh off two back-to-back road wins in the division, are at home against Arizona on Saturday. The U.S. men's national team will get back into FIFA World Cup qualifying mode as they take on Mexico on Friday evening. That one is on ESPN2 for those that care. The Memphis Grizzlies have back-to-back games this weekend. After losing to Charlotte on Wednesday, they will host Phoenix on Friday evening. Then they will travel to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans on Saturday. In college basketball in the SEC, we've got some Friday action, actually, as the Kentucky Wildcats will play in the Kentucky Classic against old Robert Morris, old Bobby Moe, at 6 p.m. Alabama will host South Dakota State, and Auburn will host UL Monroe. All of those teams are ranked in the SEC. On Saturday, Arkansas will host Gardner-Webb. Vanderbilt will host Texas State after their first win of the season. And on Sunday, number 18, Tennessee will host East Tennessee State. Special thanks to the Kingston Group for supporting the show, the 440, every single morning. They are Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm. They have been doing business successfully in this market for over a decade for a reason, so you should trust them. That's why my family uses them. BuildKG.com is the website. The Kingston Group, that's BuildKG.com. That's Friday on the show, so I'll give you my picks against the spread, although, I don't know, folks, you might just want to go the opposite direction on every single one of these, since I have not been good the last few weeks. I accept it, and I continue to give them money. I don't know why I'm doing this. Boston College, plus two on the road against Georgia Tech. Phil Dracovich, the quarterback, back for Boston College. Kentucky, minus 21 at Vanderbilt. Sorry. Commodores. Uh, Notre Dame minus five and a half at Virginia, the Virginia quarterback. Brendan Armstrong is a little banged up there. Notre Dame is hot. I'll take the Irish minus five and a half. I think Arkansas is just a flat out better team than LSU. Give me the Hogs minus two and a half on the road with a lot to prove in that series. I like Arkansas in that one. Texas A&M minus two and a half against Ole Miss. This is a line that Vegas is telling you to fade the Aggies and play Ole Miss. They're begging you to take the Aggies, which means you're supposed to play Ole Miss. I'm not buying it. I think Texas A&M will dominate the line of scrimmage. Give me the Aggies, minus 2.5 against the Rebels. They're fighting for a a spot in Atlanta. And I like Oklahoma, minus 5.5 on the road against Baylor. The Sooners continue to be disrespected by the committee, and I think they are out for vengeance on the road against the Bears with a chance to to get into the Big 12 championship game. So give me the Sooners, minus the 5.5. There are my picks against the spread. Enjoy some U.S. soccer on Friday night. Enjoy some Preds hockey. Enjoy some college hoops. We got college football morning, noon, and night. And, of course, the NFL as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. My name is Braden Gall. Follow me on the Twitters at Braden Gall. Thank you all for listening. This has been the 444 Friday, November 12th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.